Trapcast Express. Tratcast Express, it's Friday, May 13th, 2022. Francis has discovered a new sin. Yes, another one. This time, though, it's not proselytism, which he said was a great sin against ecumenism, nor is it not taking care of the climate, which he recently said is a sin against God's gift of creation. Now, this time... It is the sin of going backwards. Yep, Francis said that today in a lengthy address to participants of a conference on moral theology at Rome's Pontifical Gregorian University, and boy, did he let it rip. Listen to these profound words from the current successor of John the Twenty-Third. Quote, Going backwards is not Christian. In fact, I think it is the author of the letter to the Hebrews who says, We are not people who go backward. The Christian cannot go back. To go back to the roots, yes, to take inspiration, to go on. But to go backwards is to go back to have a defense, a security that prevents us from the risk of going forward the Christian risk of carrying the faith, the Christian risk of making the journey with Jesus Christ, and that is a risk. Today, this going backwards is seen in so many ecclesiastical figures, non-ecclesiastical, ecclesiastical, that spring up like mushrooms, here, there, there, and present themselves as proposals for Christian living. In moral theology, there is also a turning back with casuistic propositions. And casuistry, which I thought was buried seven meters deep, resurrects as a proposition somewhat disguised of up to here you can, but not up to there. This way, yes. That way, no. And to reduce moral theology to casuistry is the sin of going backwards. Casuistry has been outmoded. Casuistry has been the food for me and my generation in the study of moral theology, but it is proper to decadent Thomism. The real Thomism is that of Amoris Laetitia, the one that takes place there explained well in the Synod and accepted by all. It is the doctrine of St. Thomas alive which makes us go forward risking but in obedience. And this is not easy. Please be careful of this going backwards that is a current temptation, even for you theologians in moral theology. Unquote. Wow. The contempt this man has for traditional Catholicism is unmistakable in these words. Let's go through this slowly. And by the way, I'm using a computer translation here as the Vatican, as usual, is delayed in putting up an official English translation. So please keep that in mind. So Francis says, going backwards is not Christian. Okay, well, most of the time he doesn't have a problem with things that aren't Christian. Especially not if they relate to some indigenous culture that worships the environment. 
then it's a, an enrichment that we need to value and respect and incorporate into some dynamic dialogue that consists of a reciprocal exchange of gifts or whatever stuff they come up with. Second, what is going backwards? Well, obviously, he's not speaking literally. He's using a figure of speech. So can he define it? Well, of course not, right? Well, I'm sure he can, but he chooses not to. But we all know what he means, ultimately. He's talking about abandoning the new mass and the novelties of Vatican II and the post-conciliar magisterium. That's what he means by going backwards. But it's interesting that he will not define it. Then he says, I think it is the author of the letter to the Hebrews who says, we are not people who go backward. Okay, well, first, the author of the letter to the Hebrews is St. Paul the Apostle. You're welcome. And second, the verse he's talking about is probably Hebrews 10.39, which says in the Douay Reims translation, but we are not the children of withdrawing unto perdition, but of faith to the saving of the soul. Which is explained in the Hadock commentary to mean that, quote, we are not such as withdraw ourselves in this manner from the true faith to perdition, but remain constant in the faith and law of Christ, unquote. Yep, that is indeed a verse Francis may wish to meditate on sometime. By the way, going forward is not always a good thing, especially not if you're standing on the edge of a cliff. Okay? We can all be going forward, but if we're on the wrong path, moving further and further away from our true goal doesn't do us any good. Nor is it terribly desirable to go forward towards hell, for example. So, moving forward by itself doesn't mean anything. And of course, it's just typical Francis speak for moving ever farther away from the true faith, from Catholic tradition, from what everyone knew to be the true Catholic doctrine until the death of Pope Pius XII in 1958. Don't believe it? Well, here are two concrete examples that I can think of off the top of my head where Francis says, move forward and clearly means to imply a departure from traditional Catholic orthodoxy. On November 15th, 2015, Francis went to visit a Lutheran church in Rome, and during that visit, a Lutheran woman married to a Novus Ordo asked Francis if she could receive Novus Ordo communion. Francis gave a long-winded response that can be simply summarized with one word, and that word is whatever. Okay? He ended his response with the following words, quote, It's a problem that each must answer for himself. There are explanations, interpretations, but life is bigger than explanations and interpretations. Always refer back to your baptism. One faith, one baptism, one Lord. This, Paul tells us, the consequences come later, 
I would never dare to give permission to do this because it's not my competence. One baptism, one Lord, one faith. Talk to the Lord and go forward. And I wouldn't dare, I don't dare say anything more, unquote. Well, he definitely said enough. On that question, there is nothing to move forward on except to move forward and become a Catholic, leaving behind your non-Catholic past. Non-Catholics cannot receive Holy Communion. It's as simple as that. So, while Bergoglio gave a long answer without saying much, there is only one permissible answer, and that answer is no. Anyway, if you want to read the full answer Francis gave, go to novosordowatch.org slash wire and put life is bigger than explanations into the search box and it'll come right up. The other example that comes to mind is what Francis said on June 6th, 2013 to representatives of the Latin American Conference of Religious. He told them that if the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith ever were to investigate or reprimand them, not to worry too much and simply keep going. As reported by the so-called National Catholic Reporter on June 12, 2013, Francis' exact words were, quote, Perhaps even a letter of the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith will arrive for you, telling you that you said such or such a thing. But do not worry. Explain whatever you have to explain, but move forward. Unquote. So there we have it. It's all about moving forward. Now, as quoted earlier, Francis also said, The Christian cannot go back. To go back to the roots, yes. To take inspiration, to go on. Ah, so the only time you are allowed to go back is in order to go forward. Hmm. So, like, for example, when in the 1960s they reduced the altar to a mere table and said, well, that's how it was in the early church. See, that kind of going backwards is totally fine because it helps the modernist revolution. And that means moving forward. Got it? But to go backwards is to go back to have a defense, a security that prevents us from the risk of going forward, the Christian risk of carrying the faith, the Christian risk of making the journey with Jesus Christ. And that is a risk, Francis says. And of course, that is just rhetoric. As is typical for him and others who think like him, the departure from sacred tradition, from the true doctrine, is cast as being the courageous thing, the risky thing, the magnanimous thing, which of course implies that if you're opposed to that, why then obviously you're a coward, you're closed-minded, you're timid, you're not mature enough. The truth, of course, is that there is nothing mature, magnanimous, or courageous about rushing to embrace novelties or errors, much less heresy. Today, this going backwards is seen in so many ecclesiastical figures that spring up like mushrooms, here, there, there, 
and present themselves as proposals for Christian living. Francis complains, Oh, really? There are so many figures in the Vatican II church that are going backwards. Really now, I hadn't noticed. There are a few, I'm sure, but uh, (laughs) it's not many. Uh, Then Francis unloads his ire on moral theology. In moral theology, there is also a turning back with casuistic propositions, and casuistry, which I thought was buried seven meters below, resurrects as a proposition somewhat disguised of up to here you can, but not up to there, this way yes, that way no. And to reduce moral theology to casuistry is the sin of going backwards. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, the sin of going backwards. So the man who wrote in paragraph 303 of his exhortation, Amoris Laetitia, that in your particular situation, God may actually want you to commit adultery, that man is getting all bent out of shape over the sin of going backwards. Right. Yeah, but wait a minute now. On April 24th this year, he told the world that the Lord isn't looking for perfect Christians. So what's he stressed out about? Anyway, you know who was guilty of that sin, the sin of going backwards and not moving forward? St. Paul. Yep, St. Paul the Apostle. In a second letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 14, he wrote, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have learned, whether by word or by our epistle. Another bad one was Pope Pius IX. In his famous syllabus of errors, he condemned the following proposition. Quote, the Roman pontiff can and ought to reconcile himself and come to terms with progress, liberalism, and modern civilization. Unquote. That's error number 80 in the syllabus of 1864. So yeah, Pius IX was not into uh, moving forward much. And then, of course, we've got Pope St. Pius X, who exclaimed in his encyclical Pascendi, quote, far, far from the clergy be the love of novelty, unquote. That's paragraph number 49. So Francis is clearly still traumatized from his traditional Catholic upbringing and education, because he says, casuistry has been outmoded. Casuistry has been the food for me and my generation in the study of moral theology, but it is proper to decadent Thomism. Decadent Thomism. At other times, he's referred to that as decadent scholasticism, and it illustrates just how much hatred the man bears towards that philosophical system which Pope St. Pius X prescribed as normative for Catholic theological and philosophical education. In his encyclical Pascendi, which we just mentioned, St. Pius X basically described Francis to a T when he wrote this, quote, Against scholastic philosophy and theology, 
They use the weapons of ridicule and contempt, whether it is ignorance or fear or both that inspires this conduct in them. Certain it is that the passion for novelty is always united in them with hatred of scholasticism, and there is no surer sign that a man is tending to modernism than when he begins to show his dislike for the scholastic method." Unquote. Paragraph 42. Also, in 1864, Pope Pius IX had condemned the following idea, quote, "...the method and principles by which the old scholastic doctors cultivated theology are no longer suitable to the demands of our times and to the progress of the sciences." Unquote. That's error number 13 in the syllabus of errors. So, what's the deal with casuistry? What is that evil discipline Bergoglio is fulminating against? Well, casuistry is basically the science of applied moral theology. It's of the utmost importance because it takes the principles of Catholic moral theology and applies them to concrete situations so that Catholics can know how to act in a way that is morally right. It shows Catholics how to avoid sin in even the most complex and difficult situations. One of the greatest casuists in church history, perhaps the greatest, was St. Alphonsus Liguori, the church's doctor of moral theology. Now, of course, Bergoglio hates casuistry, because it is rigorous, it is precise, it is inflexible because it adheres faithfully to true moral principles. In other words, you can't really use it to muddle your way through with things like encounter, discernment, accompaniment. That doesn't fly. And casuistry does not allow for amoris laetitia. Right? France's document that basically allows communion for people who are living in adultery. And that's probably why he brings it up in the very next sentence, saying, The real Thomism is that of Amoris Laetitia, the one that takes place there, explained well in the Synod and accepted by all. It is the doctrine of St. Thomas alive, which makes us go forward risking, but in obedience. And that is not easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Francis the Thomist, huh? <laughs> The idea that Amoris Laetitia is Thomistic, meaning that it follows the system of St. Thomas Aquinas, was blown out of the water even by a Novus Ordo theologian, the Dominican Reverend Basil Cole. It was published by the so-called National Catholic Register on December 16, 2016, under the title, Is Amoris Laetitia Really Thomistic? So, Francis ends his diatribe telling his listeners, please be careful of this going backwards that is a current temptation, even for you theologians in moral theology. Yeah, no doubt that is a big temptation for Novus Ordo theologians in our day. Aren't we just so lucky to have Francis watching out for the church, keeping it from descending into the abyss of casuistry and other concepts that only tempt us to go backwards. 
In an address given on September 17, 1946, Pope Pius XII said the following to Jesuits, no less. Quote, Much has been said, but not enough, after due consideration, about the Nouvelle Théologie, the New Theology, which, because of its characteristic of moving along with everything in a state of perpetual motion, will always be on the road to somewhere, but will never arrive anywhere. If one thought that one had to agree with an idea like that, what would become of Catholic dogmas, which must never change? What would happen to the unity and stability of faith? Unquote. That's from the allocution Quamvis Inquieti of Pope Pius XII, and how right he was. After roughly six decades of the new theology, what is left of the Catholic faith in the Vatican? Nothing. It was left behind by the new modernist management, which was only concerned about moving forward. Tratcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tratcast.org. And if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.